Yeah, that's that's great. Awesome. Do I sound all breathy and weird? No, you sound fucking great. This is, <laughs> this is the greatest thing. People aren't going to say you sound like a caller on a slow jam station anymore. <laughs> Damn it. That was the fun part. So, uh, what's your favorite Ian story from dental school? Uh, my favorite Ian story from dental school would be when he and I were supposed to present a, or we were like a, doing a group presentation and he and I were supposed to present it and then he just showed up and winged it and totally flopped the entire thing. I would, the best part of that though was when he told Dr. Garakoa to put his phone away. Yeah, yeah, our instructor was on his phone and or yeah, instructor was on his phone and he said, Can you please put your phone away and kept going and and uh, little did you know we were gonna fail that presentation. Yeah, it was and, it was and, it was kinda like watching a slow motion car accident. It's just like, oh my god. And we had so some bad. of the most gunnery people in our class in our uh in our group and so that was it was pretty terrible. There was a lot of people that, that didn't like Ian after that but see as someone who was in one of the other groups i i thought the whole thing was kind of hilarious <laughs> i thought it was a train wreck i kept wanting to talk for him <laughs> what was that on it was like on Zir- zirconia as a no it was like on empress as a dental material or something yeah i don't even know we had a weird one it was like uh what are those composite blocks you can mill oh yeah um Seltra? Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't remember, but don't, the millable composite, yeah. That's yeah, right, I, I had zirconia. I don't know why you would mill composite anyways, but... I don't either, because your presentation wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, the first half was adequate. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I remember, um, like, one of our very first, like, classes was, like intro to professionalism or or some random thing like that and it was like the first time i'd ever sat next to ian because i kind of just sat in different places randomly throughout the day and uh dr patterson was kind of like going off i'm like well how do you think you'll introduce yourself to a patient to build rapport and ian just turned to me and was like what's up you son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) so i think about that when i meet patients from time to time I think one of my other favorite things about Ian in dental school is that he would steal the instructor's phones and take selfies on them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, he was in my bridge group, right? So, like, uh, our care coordinator and stuff, he would do that, too, all the time. I think, um, I'm pretty sure he did also, like, Dr. Bumpalaki and stuff, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, he did. He did to everybody, um, myself included. He also sometimes we would we would set up like Ian would hide in a cabinet and then jump out and scare someone when they were setting up for their uh, their patient. <laughs> if you don't know Ian, that's kind of impressive because he's like six foot and a hundred pounds, so it's like putting a giant stick inside of a cabinet. It's true. It's so true. I think my other favorite thing about Ian from dental school was just the random meals he would bring. It would be like a can of tuna and an apple 
and, and just like rice. a bowl of dried oats. Bowl of dried oats. Yeah. He is he is still listed in my phone as Ian Oates. It's <laughs> a good name. And, for him. and you are still listed in my phone as giant soft candy corn I can nibble at. Yeah, and you're just Paul in mine. Oh, how boring. I know, but there's like seven other Pauls in my phone. So every time I say, tell Siri to call Paul, she'll say, would you like to call Paul, Paul Ortiz, Paul Henry Shine? And she like lists them all off and I say Paul. And then she says, would you like to call Paul, Paul Ortiz, Paul Henry Shine? (laughs) She just cycles through it again and then I get frustrated and just. You're just like, just start a group chat. (laughs) Assemble the Pauls. (laughs) Find the the third person I've texted in my phone and it's usually you. Uh, so I guess, uh, I guess this is kind of the podcast. I'll figure out somewhere to make this into an intro, but the, the feedback that we got um, from the last episode was like actually really positive. It's our, our best rated and listened to episode yet, but we do have had two people that complained about your audio quality and now your audio quality is fantastic. So Suck fuck it, you nerds. people. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, let's see. What do I have that's not Ian centric? I mean, I'm going to save answer. this just in case he logs on. We can but, answer. Uh, so if we go to the Reddit's, one of the the big things right now is uh, people that go to the dentist and they're like, "Oh, you need a root canal," and then they they go on the internet because they want a second opinion or they want to go to another another dentist. Have you been seeing that recently? Yeah, I haven't seen it on root canals in in my practice. Um, I don't, my town's kind of weird. I feel like the the majority of people go to one doctor or not one doctor, but they like, if you go to an office, you go to that office. Like you don't sure. shop around the other offices in town. And since there's only four of us, I mean, there isn't really a whole lot of second opinioning to be done. Gotcha. Well, I feel on like root canals too. It's like the stupidest easiest thing for us to diagnose you know is is sip sap it's like did it hurt when i tap on it did it wake you up on night start fucking parl on the x-ray i mean it's it's pretty cut and dry so it's like when someone needs a a root canal i i feel like you know the uh, the next dentist you go to is is probably going to tell you you need a root canal that seems to be the general opinion on the opinion on the reddit but i have had like uh i had one person like last week that came and it was new patient exam and they had a a crack number 18 but they were like oh well i want you to give me my x-rays because i'm going to go to four other dentists and i want to get a consensus before i do any treatment like uh that's weird that sounds that sounds great have fun yeah i was like i think i just dodged a bullet so yeah yeah, fill out the records request um, um, and I had someone today that came and he's like, oh, I went to some other dentist. And he said, I root, need a root canal. And I, I don't think I do. So I want to come over here. And it's like, yeah, you need a root canal. <laughs> like, you see this thingy? What? Was this That's why sa- you need a root canal. Was this the same patient that told you they were going to go to four other dentists? No, but that person, like, <laughs> uh, a, like two weeks later, I mean, I don't know if he went to other dentists or whatever, but when I was seeing him, um, like I had the referral written out and I was going to send it and they told me he's going to go to four other places. And I was like, well, I don't really want to send the referral cause you don't have an established dentist and you need the, the follow-up care, which is the crown. I mean, if, if that's me, that's fine. If that's someone else, that's fine. But the referral should come from your, your treating doctor. 
Um, but then he called like two weeks later and asked me to send the referral. So we sent the referral and the endodontist called him. Um, and I, I think I wrote him for antibiotics too, if I remember right. Um, and the endodontist was going to get him in in like three weeks, which is, I think, pretty, pretty good for endo, honestly. Um, and he called and he freaked out and told us it was our fault that the endodontist couldn't see him before then. Hmm. So Shouldn't it was like, well, two weeks. yeah, <laughs> I was like, would have been just a week if you took the referral the first time. Yeah, I honestly, I will tell you that, you know, doing more and more endo, mm-hmm. um, like I'm, I'm probably doing a couple molars a week right now. Damn. I have had I have had some recently that are have been really hard to diagnose. And it's very clear that something's going on. You know, it's like a maxillary molar where the buccal roots kind of approach the buccal plate. So on the mm-hmm. on the cone beam, you kind of like you look like you might lose something and they're like a little sensitive to palpation, but not percussion and cold tests like mostly normal might be like a little bit of a delayed response mm-hmm. and they like swear it's another tooth and it's like no i'm pretty sure it's this tooth so we like start and i'm not convinced in my mind that we need to do a root canal and then i drop into the chamber and like pus goes everywhere gotcha. it's like <laughs> or like the one i started the other day where the dentist when she was or she came in for a crown prep we're looking at the pa and there's like a big giant parl i was like huh glad we took that x-ray so we grab a cone beam and i'm like yep there's a lesion on all three of your roots on this molar like let's get in there and do it glad we didn't start the crown prep first and i like remove the old alloy and Mm -hmm. the alloy like was halfway into the pole porn on the pole pole, or on the um, palatal canal. That tooth, that tooth is like probably been necrotic since she was eleven, and that was placed. <laughs> Just no one's ever seen it, and it was the messiest, grossest root canal ever. Um, but I have had some lately that are really hard to diagnose, and I could see where if you went to a dentist, it was like, I think you might need a root canal, but I don't know. Like I could see where it'd be like, okay, I'm getting a second opinion. Like, obviously, if your tooth yeah. hurts and there's a big giant cavity in your nerve or it's cracked and you're like, my tooth hurts. Yeah, you need a root canal. Well, I'm going to go to ask somebody else. Like, OK, have fun. Yeah, I, I always I find it's like, you know, because if I'm finding something, uh, you know, incidental finding like what you're talking about, and we're testing it and it's not conclusive. You know, I, I think a second opinion can make sense in that or, you know, being really conservative, like, hey, let's remove this. I don't know, do an IPC or something. Um but like when it's like, oh, I'm coming in, I'm having all the root canal symptoms. It's like, okay, yeah, it looks like you need a root canal. They're like, bullshit. Don't tell me what I need. That's the part where it's like, I, I just don't, I don't understand people. Like you, you came to me. Oh yeah. shit! Speaking of, you came to me. Uh, did I tell you about the the, the person that has uh, uh, tried to say like I I pulled a dexter on him and jumped out from behind a door and stabbed him with a needle? What? Yeah. So this guy came in uh, in November, and I was not there. So he uh, saw whoever was covering for me. They did an exam. They did some fillings. He comes back in in January for his recare on hygiene, 
and he tells the hygienist that a filling we did fell out. And she's like cleaning his, you know, six remaining teeth. And it's like, uh, I don't, I don't see a like filling that came out, but I can, you know, grab the doctor. So I come in and I don't see a filling that's come out, but I do see that there's a, a filling that needs to be replaced that has pretty obvious decay on it. So I'm like, well, maybe, maybe some of his calculus fell off and he noticed that, or <laughs> you know, maybe something is, is going on or, or whatever, but it's like, yeah. So, uh, you know, it looks like this filling's intact, uh, but it does need to be replaced. There's decay here. And he's like, well, why did you guys leave decay in it? I'm like, well, this isn't a filling we did. This is a filling that you had when you came in. He's like, no, I didn't. I didn't have any fillings. I'm like, okay, here's your new patient x-rays. And like, here's the filling that was in your mouth. Here's your iTero scan. Here is that filling. He's like, well, you took those after you did them. I'm like, oh my God. And I was just uh, kind of annoyed. And it's like, you know, it's going to take me 10 minutes to do this fucking filling. And I have no idea if like the other doctor intended to do it or not or whatever. So I do this filling and it's, uh, you know, take it out, remove a little decay, put in a new filling. It's fine. That's January. March rolls around and he calls and he says his filling fell out. And I'm like, oh God, of course I did. And I did that filling for, for free. Yeah. Um, so we get him in and he, we look and the filling is still there. There's nothing wrong with it. I like feel on it. There is some like, you know, calculus or whatever. I'm like, well, I could just polish this for you really quick. So I polish the filling. I'm about to leave. And he's like, oh, well, my gums down here where you did the other fillings hurt. And I'm an idiot. So I'm like, okay, tell me about that. And I look and I like <laughs> check around with a explorer or whatever. And they're, they're totally fine. His gums are a little inflamed. And, but the fillings are like a tiny bit bulbous. So I'm like, eh, you know, maybe it, it's, you know, they need to just be contoured. So I'm like, I contour this filling for you. So I start up a high speed. And as soon as I start it, he acts like it's like the worst pain ever. It's like flipping out. I'm like, oh, geez, what's, uh, are you feeling on your gums, your tooth? What's going on? He's like, well, when you grind on my tooth, it hurts. And I was like, uh, well, I'm just going to smooth the filling. I also haven't touched you yet, so maybe it's just the air from the, the high speed. Like, I could get you numb if you want, or, you know, it'll literally take me, like, you know, that long. And he's like, no, just do it. So I do it on the one, and I go to do it on the other one. And again, he, like, freaks out. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, let's just get you numb for it. So I play some topical, and I leave, and I go do whatever the fuck it is that I do. And my assistant takes the topical out. It's like, okay, I'm going to get the doctor to give you the injection. And then I come in and I give him the injection. The injection is done. He jumps out of the chair and he's like, you're going to just come right at me like that. You're just going <laughs> to stick me with a needle when I don't know. I'm like, well, yeah, what? We, we told you you're, we're going to get you numb. And then she said, I was going to come do the injection part. Like, I don't know how you didn't know that was, that was, gonna happen and so yeah afterwards he left and he put a bunch of reviews and like filed a complaint against me because like i i came out of nowhere you know i just descended out of the rafters with my my little my little short needle and went wow <laughs> patients so that was are, my excitement from last week patients are so funny because i don't i literally do my injections the same way i don't do anything special 
I tell every patient, this sucks. Let's just get through it. I'll make it quick. I'll try and be gentle, but it sucks. Like, let's just get it done. And Mm -hmm. I have some patients that are like, I'll literally do an IA and I'll have a patient be like, that was the best injection I've ever had in my entire life. You are so, you're like, you're a god at injections. And then I'll walk into the next room and the next patient will act like they're dying. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) do anything different. Am I good at this or do I suck at this? Like, it's like a it's like a bell curve it's like eight out of ten they might just kind of you know grimace a little i mean people don't love it but then there's that one out of ten it's like oh my god you're god's gifts to anesthetic and then there's the you fucking dextered me <laughs> that is awesome I love yeah because same thing i went out of that room and i gave uh i was taking out uh 14 15 on someone yeah and uh after I did the palatal, and I tell people that I was like, this was, you know, gonna pinch, blah, blah, blah. Um, she's like, oh my God, those were like the best injections I've ever, ever received. It's like, hmm, mm. you should go tell that to that other guy. <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of patients where like, I'll literally, the assistants put the topical in, I'll take the topical out, I'll grab my mirror, tell them to open, and I'll give them, oh, and I'll inject. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give them a chance to think about it. And I've had patients take that response of like, well, you got to give me a warning, but it's the injection's like, already over. And I look at, yeah. I look, I look at them like, but it's over. And they're like, oh, you're right. I'm like, if I had given you a warning, would it have freaked you out? And they're like, yeah, actually it would have. And I'm like, see, instead you just got to freak out during the injection, not before you're fine. And they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's all in their head. It's all in their head. People are weird. People are weird. Um, so we got a couple dental student questions. So okay. what kind of student were you in high school, Ryan? This is something I really wanted to know about Ian. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll circle back. He's trying to join us. <laughs> okay, um, good. Yeah, he said that you got the monster to sleep and he's trying again. Um, I My high school was, was kind of weird i didn't care about anything because my brother was a 4.0 student so my stepbrother and i were in the same class and he was a 4.0 student he was in the paper every week for sports so i like was the complete opposite um so i just kind of got by i think i got like a 3.2 or something because i really tried my senior year because i decided i wanted to go to college um gotcha but i kind of just skated by you did sports too, though, weren't you on like the soccer team or something? Yeah, the, I I did. I was a three sport athlete, but my brother was played college baseball and and all of that, so he was always getting recognized for something. And it was really funny because we went back for our ten year reunion and found our boxes of all our varsity letters and all that. And I counted mine and I counted his and his, and I looked at him and said, "You know, I lettered more times than you did in high school." <laughs> But he was in the paper all the time. I just all the time on the sidelines watching people play sports. Gotcha. So you did soccer and what else then? Uh, I was a weird one. I soccer, wrestling, and golf. That is kind of weird. Yeah, we also didn't get along, so we had to play opposite sports. And he was basketball, baseball, uh, football. He took baseball, basketball, baseball, football. Yeah, I was kind of wondering. Mm-hmm. I was like, when you said three sport, I figured one of those big three would be the other one, but I, I no. Nope. Think of which one would be. I don't like to get hit, so football is a bad idea. And I was not very. You just like to have your head shoved in another man's crotch. 
I prefer to do the shoving. Oh wait, no, that's oh, okay. Really wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to do the shoving. Is the name of this podcast. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. We had to do opposite sports, so yeah, I was too small to do football. I was really too short to do basketball, and got scared whenever someone would run at me. Uh, I preferred the ones where I had a little bit of control. <laughs> yeah, I uh, only graduated high school because someone told me I wouldn't, um, and that was after I was uh, suspended in my sophomore year and expelled in my junior year, and I did a little stint in a juvie, and then uh, came back and went to an alternative center, and they're like, oh, you're never going to graduate, and I was like, Psh, I'll show you. So I think that was kind of their their reverse psychology goal. So I fell right into that trap. But um, then I got a job and eventually, uh, you know, kind of turned around when I went to college and kind of took stuff seriously because I did not take uh, high school seriously at all. I mean, there really isn't a reason to. Fair. I mean, I I went to you know we talked about this before. I took the I took the long route where I went to community college for a hundred years before I went to a four year school. So me too. You know, you can barely get through high school and do that. Yeah, so so not everyone is the 4.0 in high school. Like, we somehow <laughs> made it. Dr. Ian, we Scherz. see you. Welcome, John. So, yeah, join I'm us now, here. finally. How long have you been there? Um, Since you started talking about golf and wrestling. Okay, okay, so that's not too bad. So you didn't hear all the Ian stories, so those will surprise you later. Okay, good. You think I'm going to sit back and listen to this again after we're done? Yes. Probably. I, I hope so. I might. So, Just so, so I can Ian, hear what, what I is, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Ian is a classmate of ours, graduated 2019. Then what happened, sir? Uh, then, well, pre-graduation, I got a job at a public health clinic in rural Arkansas. Um, and bought a 62-acre farm without any money down and nice. without any money really in the bank <laughs> and without any real work history. I just had a contract that said I was going to start work, you know, a few months down the road. And the bank down there was like, super cool. Here's some money. Enjoy your new farm. Was that a, like a doctor loan or... Yeah, it was, was it just in Arkansas? Loan. They just give you money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the uh, you have all your teeth still loan. It's very coveted and rare down there. So sixty-two yeah, acres. What all, what all did you have there? Um, I had pigs and goats and ducks and chickens and a peacock and guinea fowl and dogs and cats and a miniature cow. And about a quarter acre garden and a half acre fishing pond and all kinds of wildlife. Now, do you you actually take the time to name all your individual animals? No. Okay. The pigs had names. The ducks had names, which I would never call them by, and I forgot them all, but Rachel knew them. (laughs) Uh, I only named one out of my, I had like, well, no, I guess that's not right. But I had like 45 or 50 chickens at one point. And, and um, only Regina had a name? Regina was the only one of, of that that uh, 45 group. But I think I had 
my five original or six original chickens had names, but they were slowly picked off by raccoons and neighbors' dogs, mm-hmm. and my own dog got one of them. But we, uh, we try yeah, to we're... name ours, but we kind of name them in groups. So we have like the all these uh, uh, just leghorn hens that are you know they're white and they have their stupid floppy head. So we just call them all Karen. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. So we got a bunch of Karens, a bunch of Rachels, but we do name the ducks because the ducks are a little cooler. Right. And the roosters. Well, Rachel, my wife will be happy to know that you have chickens named Rachel. We do. Those are our, what are they? Those are our astrolorps. Oh, nice. Yeah. But uh, Drax did eat a Rachel at one point. Damn. Damn Drax. Yeah. No, that was Berkeley that bit you on the lip. Oh, that's right. Yes. She Tore says hi. Oh, hello. <laughs> She's so rabid. She's actually calmed down a lot. She doesn't punch people in the nuts anymore. That's, oh, uh, that's all good. Drax and Minky's job now. Well, Ryan, so tell you us said- about your cats. <laughs> about my cats? Yeah. I got one cat. He's the well, size of we he's need another size, one. He's, he's the size, size of, six of four cats. cats. Oh, well, that counts. Yeah. These cats plural. He's 28 and a half pounds now. Oh, my gosh. That's almost as big as my dog. And he likes to throw up on our bed. Oh, and he has more fun. followers on Instagram than we have listeners to this podcast. <laughs> yes, he does. We <laughs> <laughs> found that out a couple weeks ago. How do you see how many listeners you've got? Uh, we have a whole analytic thing. So oh. uh, with the podcast hosting, so we're at 148 currently. Hey, that's better than I would have guessed. Uh, yeah. Thanks. It'll, <laughs> it'll be a lot less after Ian's on it. <laughs> uh, so Ian, you said uh, you had a home, had a farm, but then what happened? Well, then I got uh, arrested for murder. <laughs> oh, and... that'll, that'll get you every time. Dr. Yeah. Dunchin' it. And I had to... <laughs> You know, I got uh, my my internet girlfriend to pay my bail. And, nice. Yeah, and then I had to flee the state, and I lived in Kansas for a while, and then uh, then I changed my identity and I moved back here. And you chose Excellent. to change your identity to John Shirts. Yeah, I figured he wasn't <laughs> using his very well. So. <laughs> that, that's good. That's good. That is yeah. good. Do you guys follow Doctor Shirts on Facebook? Who doesn't? Oh yeah, he's oh, it's the best. entertainment. What's your favorite Doctor Shirts post? Oh man, I've got how a couple I, screenshotted. How do I change my I, status? I just love the edit profile. <laughs> yeah. I like the the one where his profile picture has like a. Like a boy in his underwear standing behind <laughs> in him. In the background? Yeah. yeah. I still have questions about that. <laughs> I'm really not and he sure made anymore. it 3D, too. Oh, did he? That's new. He I did, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I pretty like fantastic. I like when he accidentally posts ads for, like, I don't know, like, some Latina woman websites. Like, I don't know what he's getting into, but. <laughs> hey, he's keeping it frisky. Yeah. Anybody who's listening, if you are interested in catfishing an old man, there's a really easy target that you could go for. 
Oh, now catfishing an old man seems like it might be the title of this podcast. Oh, <laughs> That's better than I, what I was prefer to do the shoving. So Ian. Uh, oh, anyway. Yeah, I didn't really do any murdering or at least I didn't oh, okay. get caught for any murdering. That's um, good. That's good. But I did stay in Kansas for a night on my way back to Oregon. But anyway, um, semi-interesting story. Our mutual friend, Thomas. Um, so I was living in Arkansas, kind of right by the Oklahoma border. Thomas was like, hey, I'm coming out to Texas. I'm only like five hours away from you, and I'm going to be looking at this big ranch for sale. You should come out and meet me there. And I've always been the type to um, tell people, yeah, that sounds great, and then bail on, at the last minute. I've, I've been there. Yeah. Sure, me and too. So, but I do that pretty much for everything all the time. Um, but I've decided that's not really a beneficial thing for me. So I'm trying to get out of it. But anyway, so I told Thomas, Oh, sorry, I can't come. Even though I told him the day before I'd be there. And so he guilted me into eventually showing up, but I'm glad he did because we showed up at this big fancy pants ranch. that was like $1.4 million. And, um, this guy's giving us a tour around the place on his little side by side. Um, which if you don't know what a side by side is, it's like a, off-road recreational vehicle but anyway we're riding around and and it used to be a a deer breeding facility <laughs> so the whole place is surrounded by like an eight foot tall fence and he was talking about um the deer can jump this eight foot tall fence but they'll stay in it because they don't know that they can jump on it or jump over it but um like doesn't really matter how great of a food source they've got on the other side if there's no like stimulus that's going to drive them over the fence from their side they're not going to hop over that fence and by the end of the day after seeing all this stuff and hearing tom talk about how well he's doing in private practice i kind of realized this epiphany that i was like the deer i was just working in this crappy rural public health clinic because it was easy and i was getting paid you didn't know you could jump the fence i didn't know i could jump the fence and then once I saw what was on the other side, then I realized it was time for me to jump the fence. So I started looking into buying a practice. Excellent. And you bought a practice. I did. I uh, I looked at a couple. I looked at one in Arkansas and uh, ran the numbers and got excited about it for a minute and realized that I'd be making less money than I was already making. Mm. And like the the demographic was wild it was like the average household income was like fourteen thousand dollars a year so i didn't really wow. see myself uh getting anybody to sign any big treatment plans um getting anything to really work out and i'd have to i'd have to work really hard i think to make that profitable um yeah and and i don't think we do this to work really hard no no i sure as hell didn't I missed yeah. that part of the the memo, I guess. <laughs> You'll get there. You're in the build stage. Just build, 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 and then chill. I can't wait. Let, let your 10 hygienists out. carry you through. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, so, Ian, so, to catch you up, what yeah. on uh, some of the questions we were we were asking from or answering from dental students, uh, what kind of student were you in high school? Um. 
I had a 3.5 GPA. I was pretty much the, like, generally did pretty well on everything. Just didn't want to let my parents down. Like, they really didn't ever put much pressure on me. But I just had that inner compass that I just would be this terrible person if I didn't just continue to be successful or got out of line in any way. So, um, so I did okay. Kind of kept you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Now, do you have dentists yeah. in your family? Um, my great grandfather was a dentist, and he graduated from dental school in 1915. Was he also a barber? He was not, hmm. but he did quit dentistry at some point after the Great Depression and uh, became a hazelnut farmer. But fun fact, his practice is in the same town where I bought my practice. So kind of come full circle. He also yeah, went to the same dental school that we went to. Oh, okay. You know, because you were talking about possibly buying a, a ranch up there that was in the family. Was that his? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So that would be even more full circle. That would be. So, and for those that start- don't know, hazelnuts and filberts are the same thing. <laughs> that is true. Depends on if you're from here or not from here. If anybody from Oregon or who's not from Oregon calls them filberts, that would be interesting to find out. You are the only one that is interested in that. Also, have you? <laughs> <laughs> also, true. have you have you started yet, Ian? Yep, I started yesterday. Yesterday? Well, you started yesterday, and today marks exactly one year from when I took over my practice. So you are almost, you are almost exactly a year behind Paul and I. Yeah, I started April first. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, funny how that all works out. April's the time to do it, I guess. Yeah, it was really funny. I showed up to work today. And there were balloons everywhere that said congratulations, and we we're in huddle. And I was like, "Why the hell are all these balloons in the office?" And they were like, "It's been a year today." And I was like, "Oh, glad you guys are celebrating one more day with me." That's sweet. <laughs> You've got some good staff. I have a yeah. wonderful staff. Now I got to give my staff shit. I didn't get anything. Yeah. Well, to be fair. Do you have any of the same staff you had a year ago? Oh, I I think I have almost all the same staff as I had a year Uh, ago. All right. All right. Okay. So fun one, Ian. Um, What's your favorite memory of dental school? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, You know, I'll start off by saying this. I took dental school for granted for sure. Like I was so just like pissy and jaded the whole time. But I didn't appreciate it for what it was. Sitting in the corner with your bowl of oats. Yeah. Just trying to get big. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like, all the friendships, that was really a special time, and I don't think that I gave that the energy that I should have. Um, that's something I definitely regret. But, um, you know, getting invited places and not not showing up. Um, but anyway, I think, gosh, I'm sure there's better ones, but the prison scrubs day was pretty <laughs> rad. Uh, so tell us about that. Uh, well, I don't really quite remember how it all came about, but we ended up, how many of us were there? Like 15? 
Shit, there, yeah, 15, 16. There's a good amount. Yeah. Yeah, there was a chunk of us, yeah. We all got some custom orange prison uniform colored scrubs made with the name of our school building and our grad year, I think, printed on the back of them. Oh. And uh, we all just like marched in unison into the building all wearing our orange scrubs and I guess we did it as like a mostly as a joke but I guess we were also being a little bit political about it just a hair oh I think wasn't it our last day of D1 too if I remember right it was D1 or D2 I think it's probably D1 because we yeah yeah. Hell, I don't know. We'll have to look back on Facebook and see when we posted those pictures. That was, that was pretty awesome. But we had people calling the school, you know, because the, the campus, for people who don't know, it's like a, it's a public place. So they like share a lot of the building with the community college or, or Portland State or whatever. And um, there were people calling the school and telling them that there were like inmates on the loose or <laughs> asking if they should worry about all the prisoners that were coming through. And then we had um, some older like D4 or somebody that, that had oh, a yeah, that Facebook post. Yeah. About how we, you know, didn't appreciate what we had or we're, I don't know, calling us out for complaining. But I think we we're mostly just being being goofy guys we're making a statement as well yeah. as having a little bit of fun yeah yeah well and the best part i think was um you know we were all getting dressed in the locker room before we went out and sean grabbed a baseball bat out of his locker <laughs> and he's gonna walk out with the baseball bat it's like no 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 let's no. not, not uh have any weapons with us i think that might be a little too much i might send the wrong <laughs> oh, I forgot all about that. Do you guys still have your prison scrubs? Oh yeah. And now I I ditched them at some point. Oh. Yeah, no. When I when I got out and I was running a practice and I was looking at my past choices and I was like, I should probably be a better human. Uh also I'm pretty sure my wife made me get rid of them. So you know that's, uh, the, same, that's the, same the real answer. Yeah. Same Same human BS. <laughs> Your wife threw them away. I've been there. Yeah. No, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I took them to Goodwill. <laughs> I like the idea that you took them to Goodwill and somewhere there's <laughs> some, some homeless guy is walking around wearing our scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has to be a little homeless guy if they were Ryan scrubs. That's true. <laughs> little homeless child. Yep. Uh, this so guy got kinda... scooped up and taken back to the prison. <laughs> he's like wait now i'm a dentist what happened so ian what uh what type of procedures do you like to do mm, well i'll say this in arkansas one of my favorite things to do was like big anterior composites because there were a lot of um i wasn't really sure if they were like drug mouth or mountain dew mouth or just like severe neglect mouth but there are a lot of people that come in with like, I guess what you might call half teeth, <laughs> just kind of like brown, brown on one half and falling apart on the other half, and just kind of like putting those people. Yeah, <laughs> real cookie mouth. But uh, you know, putting those kind of people back together was pretty fun. Um, nice. But you know, I could just be generic and be like, yeah, I love Crown and Bridge, and I love. 
don't know. Whatever else it is that we do. Drilling holes. <laughs> it's all fun. I like the drilling. I hate the filling. Mm. Ah, my new hygienist has a restorative. Oh, nice. Endorsement. And she was like, I really want to use this. And I was like, that sounds wonderful. That's cool. Yeah. Um, did you... What are your most memorable moments from, from working public health in Arkansas, Ian? Oh, okay. Um, my... Hmm. <laughs> There's so many. The people down there were just such characters. Um, okay. Well, should we go with best stories unrelated to the dentistry or dentistry related? I think you got to hit us with one of each. Okay. Well, it's still a patient, so it's semi-dentistry related. Okay, anyway, so this guy comes in, and uh, he's like, you want to know uh, what came into my house last night? Like, okay, I wonder where this is going to go. And he goes, well, I had a possum come in my house last night. Oh, did you shoot it? Because that's like the classic Arkansas thing, is to shoot everything that moves. But um, anyway, he's like, no, no, I didn't. And he was like leading me on, of course. So I'm like, well, okay, well, what'd you do with it? He's like, well, I took a selfie with it. What else do you do with it? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. You're just being weird. And he's like, no, no, really, I'll show you. So he pulls out his flip phone. <laughs> and and the screen's cracked. And, you know, it's just a classic, like, phone he's had for 30 years. And uh, he shows me, he's holding this. It's got to be like a 25-pound possum. And he's holding it like a dog. Or like a like a baby, I guess. And he's got this dirty, you know, like spit covered mirror selfie of him just cheesing it with a <laughs> possum that just wandered through his dog door. <laughs> anyway, so I guess okay. that was one of my favorite non really dental stories. And then um hmm. Oh okay, here's a good one. Okay, so I had this guy come in. He's getting all his teeth pulled. So I got him numb pretty much everywhere. And then I leave the room to go do something else. And I come back in, and he's got the curette in his mouth, which was on the tray behind him. So he had to been, like, up wandering around in the room and got it off the tray behind him. And he's got the curette in his mouth, and he's sitting in the chair, and his lips are closed around it. And he's just, like, digging it around in there without looking what he's doing. And I said, what, um, hey, <laughs> what are you doing with that? He's like, oh, just checking to see if I'm numb. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, I would have done that for you. Uh, what do you think? Are you numb? He's like, oh, yeah, I can't feel any of this. <laughs> I said, all right, well, you, um, you probably shouldn't, have, shouldn't just be digging around in there. Um, it, well, let's take a look and see what you did. <laughs> so I look in there and I go, oh, man. It looks like a dog got it and it got a hold of you and just got in there and chewed you all up. Like he had just dug into his gums everywhere and just chopped himself all up with that curette. And he's like, well, guess you can't leave me alone. <laughs> it's like, no, I really guess I can't. So, okay. Well, you're going to be really sore tomorrow and it's not my fault. I didn't do any of this to you. He goes, uh, yeah, I know. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty great. Well, I had a guy, his phone rang. <clears throat> it was like 
I don't know, he's probably 16. His phone rang and I said, you want me to answer it and pretend to be you? And he said, sure. So he put it on speaker and I was talking to his friend pretending to be him. And uh, I was like, hey, man, you want to hang out later? And the guy was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. I said, you want to play Xbox or something? And he goes, who is this? <laughs> and I looked at the guy and I go, you don't play Xbox? What, what do you guys do? And he's like, I don't know. I don't like this guy. <laughs> and so, so then the next time I saw the guy, I was like, so did you end up hanging out with that guy? He's like, yeah, I kind of had to because you already asked him if he wanted to hang out. <laughs> so I forced the friendship one time. That was my nice. great accomplishment. What are you the most excited about being a new practice owner? And don't um, say the money because it's not real. Uh, well, now I'm just sad. <laughs> <laughs> now I got, I'm going to make up a new answer. I'm just so excited about not working for a crook anymore. There you go. He runs a bunch of BS practices in rural Arkansas. Now you get to be the crook. That's right. Yeah, it's much better. That's what I'm really excited about, but yeah. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, that's fair. I like that you started out by telling us you murdered people, but now you're like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be a crook. That's just that's just bad. That's called full circle. I didn't say I wasn't going to be a crook. I was pretty honest. I was excited about the crook part. <laughs> okay, the, cr- the crook part and the money part. Yeah, they go hand in hand. You're not going to be a poor crook. What's the fun in that? Nope. So sort of a weird question here. This okay. is off Reddit. So so I'm single, right? And my dentist is a total smoke show. The front desk lady told me my dentist is in the middle of an apparently messy and stressful divorce. So I figured now is the best time to shoot my shot. Would you ever date your patient? What can your patient do to stand out to you? Is there anything I can do to make myself more, atten- more attractive while the dentist is working in my mouth? <laughs> Uh, I got an easy answer for that. (laughs) I figure three married guys should talk about this. Yeah, sure. Well, I think number one would be um, come to your exam without any decay on your teeth. That That would be a pretty attractive trait. Amen. But, you know, if you're going to go for it, you should probably have cavities on all your teeth so that you maximize your interaction time with that dentist. They said that they were going to just keep saying their bite is off. Oh, I feel like that would make no. me hate you. That's a good way yeah. to piss your dentist off. And I always wonder about those people, too. Like, it's always the crazies that they have that happen to them. And it's just over so, and over and over. So have you ever had anyone, like, uh, like try to, like, stand out to you or, or do something? It was one of the things oh, that yeah. was in the thread. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so I had this patient who my assistant was nice enough to to come tell me off to the side that after I had left the room that uh, <laughs> the patient said, girl, I don't know how you work with him. If I had to sit next to him all day, I would fuck his brains out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, she didn't know I knew that she had said that, but I had to see her several more times after that. So it was a little bit. Uh, uncomfortable in my mind just thinking what she was thinking while I was in there but um I told her to scoot her head over a little bit to the left and she took her head all the way to the right off the headrest and set it on my lap (laughs) (laughs) and 
I just went with it. No. (laughs) No. No, but I went ahead and just did her filling with my head in my when her lap with her head in my lap. Oh, you probably made her day. Yeah, I said then I don't think I've ever had anybody set their head in my lap while I was working on them. She said, "Well, you said to move my head over." (laughs) Okay. Okay. I was doing a a profi on someone when we were in dental school, and uh, I don't know if they like. I thought they thought I was giving them a saliva ejector or something, but I had like turned to like look at the computer and like my finger was in their mouth and they just started sucking on it. Oh man. And it was one of our classmates. Oh wow. It was Ian. Oh yeah. That would be me. (laughs) (laughs) I like how he was like, Oh wow. (laughs) Well, that clearly wasn't based on attraction. That was based on me trying to make you uncomfortable. And it works. Yeah, I think it's just my finger is delicious. Could be. Do you remember when, <laughs> when I almost killed you and you rolled off the chair onto the floor? I don't remember the circumstance. I remember it happening. I, I was uh, I was cleaning your teeth, I think, and I was <laughs> tickling your tongue with the polisher. <laughs> oh, that's right. You just shoved the high speed polisher like. Into my throat. Oh, yeah. I, I do remember that. I gassed that sucker and I hit it right in the middle of your tongue, like way back. <laughs> and then it, I think it sprayed a bunch of pumice in the back of your throat and you started choking on it and you're laughing and rolled out of the chair onto the floor. And I can't remember which which instructor came over and was very concerned for you. Oh, good times. Good times. Good times. Oh, we should premise this with I was voted class clown for our class. That's fair. But I also did not attend the awards ceremony. So if someone had to tell me later that I had won. <laughs> I didn't know we had an awards ceremony. Yeah, it was like an awards ceremony with real awards. And then after that, it was like student awards. But I didn't realize that. And I didn't feel like going to an award show where I knew I wasn't going to win anything. Joke's on you. Yep. Turns out I won the best award of all. Mm-hmm. It's true. Ryan, did you win any awards? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I won uh, All Hill Volunteer of the Year for OHSU. Yeah, because baby. I signed up for every committee, and then I was on the committee that selected the people for the awards, and it was very funny <laughs> because I also sat on the All Hill Student Council, and when it came to the debate for who was going to win Volunteer of the Year they were between me and one other girl and I didn't say a single thing the entire time. And then they voted and I didn't vote. And they looked at me and they were like, why didn't you vote? I was like, you guys just voted on me. So I couldn't vote myself for volunteer of the year. And they, nobody sitting at that table had any idea who I was. It was, (laughs) it was was pretty funny to be at that table. Do you remember a certain nomination letter for that uh, that award? Oh, oh, I'm sure it was you. Why well, I, I put your name into the lyrics of the SpongeBob SquarePants. Theme yes, song. you did, and that and I actually now that you say that, I'm pretty sure that was one of the reasons why they voted for me was because they were like, whoever wrote this <laughs> is a really big fan of this human, so we should probably vote for this human. And like the other person I was up against was like, I know you guys never settle one of those awards things but like 
sitting on those against medical students. Like I was up against this girl that like started an orphanage in Africa and like did all of this crazy stuff. And then Paul put my name into the lyrics. And just to hear them, cause they like went through and read each one of the nominations and like, she was just reading it and had no idea what she was reading. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. I do remember that now that you say that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? <laughs> Brian McCormick. <laughs> this is an interesting nomination. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so uh, before we close it out, last, uh, last question. This is also from a dental student. What are some ways you can make money while in dental school? Stripping. Oh, here's an easy answer to that. Calendars. <laughs> what do you mean, Ian? What kind of calendar? Oh, one of those with pictures of puppies and kittens. And then you sell it to old ladies. Nice. Or you could do a super inappropriate, semi-homosexual style, <laughs> uh, shirtless, sometimes pantsless, uh, risque catalog style photo calendar of the people in your class and sell it oh, online. Like the men of dentistry? Yeah, but don't do it because we already have a claim on that title. Yeah, I think that was also the, my favorite disciplinary meeting of uh, being at dental school was being called mm-hmm. into Mark's office to, to discuss the inappropriateness of our calendar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You guys want another yeah. funny thing about that calendar? What? While I did not participate in the in the calendaring, uh, it is hung in my office, and the girls oh, and the girls will not let me take it down. What's their favorite month? Uh, it's definitely not October. <laughs> Boo! Oh, that poor pumpkin. <laughs> Just kidding, Ian. <laughs> What's Skylar's mom's favorite month? Well, you were yeah. shredded in that uh, in that October. Yeah. Day. I yes, know. Yes, you were. <laughs> I'm so uh, I was always partial to Sean and Tyler in the castaway photo, which is probably the tamest one that was in there. But it's just so funny <laughs> with that roller skate and the look on Tyler's face. Yeah, or the, ice skate rather. Oh, yeah. Sky, Skyler Michael one where he's uh, squirting toothpaste into Michael's mouth is is consistently a <laughs> the oh, yeah. favorite. From like waist high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was done in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> my wife witnessed that happen she always wanted me to invite noodle back i bet yeah who wouldn't oh pretty pretty noodle so ian what are your goals for your practice for the next year um well i would like to for the next year i'm gonna be realistic I'd like to get up to where we're making at least as much as I was making before and also putting a, a pretty good dent into some of my various debts. I think that would be That's a, a, a good uh, practice debt, house debt, what kind of debt? Practice, truck, camper. Still have the farm. I don't know if I'm going to sell it or keep it. Um, oh, so you, so you actually haven't sold it? I haven't. Nope. Well, the value's gone up so much since I bought it. I'm just wondering if I hang on to it, if it's just going to keep going up. Because I bought it for two fifty two and a half years ago, and now it's valued at four hundred. Nice. That sounds like a good good way to take care of some of your other debts. 
Yeah, yeah. If I sold it now, I'd take a good chunk out of some of them. But if I sell it later, I'd take an even bigger chunk out of them. So, Ian, is the practice that you bought is it uh, a lot older or is it pretty new? Like, do you have a lot of upgrades to do? Um, I need. I supposedly the only real thing I need to do much about is I need new computers. Computers are like seven six years old. Or nine years old, I don't know. Um, but it's got like a pretty new CBCT. Everything's in pretty good shape. It's a nice office. Yeah, that was my that was my big big thing. Is we we put a lot of <laughs> m- m- what I should have brought home back into the practice. Like the so, physical, like yeah, what like parts of the practice. Everything we I bought like all CBCT. the pieces. I bought a CBCT. We've done a little remodel, like we we added up what I would have made if I hadn't done all that. And it was, it was substantial. And my wife was like, cool. So when we're done with all these projects, you'll actually make money. <laughs> yeah. <Nice. laughs> but if you're already a leg up there, that gets you to your um, goals a lot, a lot faster. I'm kidding. Oh, I had to tell my first homeless guy to leave. <laughs> last Friday. Did he, did he shit in front of your front door? No, he was sitting there with his backpack and he was rocking back and forth under the awning. And I thought, oh, I should probably ask him to go somewhere else. But he might also like slit my throat and drink my blood. <laughs> mm. uh, but I had a, a rep from Astra had just come to visit and brought me cookies. So I took the homeless guy a cookie. And then Astra hey, like, here. GTF. I was like, hey, you want a cookie? He said, uh, sure. I said, would you mind moving somewhere else for me? He said, oh, okay. And then oh, he wandered nice. off. And then I saw him a couple of blocks down the road rocking back and forth on the street. Mm-hmm. Just waiting for another thing. nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> but he had, he had socks on with little pot leaves with smiley faces on them. No, he was a happy one. We had a, we had a guy in the Gresham office I was in. Um, we had a guy that would sleep in front of our front door every day because we we're only there Monday and Thursday and then we asked him to leave, you know, every Monday and Thursday and so he just started shitting in front of our front door. And so, oh, uh, yeah. We have homeless wow. people that camp out behind our building and every now and then we have to call uh, public safety because they'll like randomly get naked or some some crazy thing. Oh, no. Yeah, walk into the break room and then there's just like some naked lady outside the window. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> Is that where you get your lab text from, Paul? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that is my lab tech. What am I talking about? Oh, I lab tech's like, well, see you guys tomorrow. He just steps out the door and zips up his tent. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna walk home. Takes his clothes off, throws them on the ground in front of the door, and then walks naked to his shopping cart. What's funny is like they'll like uh, sit out there and they'll drink like uh, right behind our building. So sometimes I'll walk in and I'll open open the door from the back. I usually come in the back, but everyone else comes through the front. So I'll like see a bunch of like beer cans and whiskey bottles, and I, I walk in to huddle. I'm like, you guys gotta stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, I'm here's a great question it. for you guys: okay, Is yeah. dental school really like hell? I'm going into dentistry next year and I'm seeing a lot of really negative comments saying how horrible the stress and pressure is because of the long studying hours and the four years is being really bad. Is it really that bad? If it is, what's a good way to cope with it all? 
drink. It's that bad when you're in it. Once you're out of it, you can look back at it and be like, yeah, that was pretty crummy. But, you know, whatever. I made a lot of good friends and did some cool stuff and had some good memories from it. Gained some good skills and put myself in a good career to, you know, make my life better than it was. So it's obviously worth it. But as far as coping with it, I don't know. I ate a lot of oats and lifted a bunch of weights. <laughs> hey, and you grew a lot of fruit, too. And had yeah, a baby. I, I, I collected fruit trees that distracted me from things. But I don't know. I think my experience was a little different because I've never been the kind of person that has to study very much for anything. Like, I've never pulled it all night or, I don't know, this kind of, it just, this comes and goes, you know? Just go with the flow. Okay. So this is your question, Ian. Which one right. would you prefer, have no nose, but have really good smelling <laughs> fingers, or be blind, but have a really nice smile? <laughs> would I look like Voldemort? Or would I just have just nothing there at all? Like, not even any holes? Not even any holes, just, just flat. Well, I'd pick that, because why would you want to be blind? So you want to have the, so, have you know, the good-smelling like fingers. I would, like, I don't even care about the fingers part. Like, I wouldn't be like, hey, smell my fingers. They smell great. And, like, <laughs> I don't feel like I would be missing out. Like, man, I, I've heard my fingers smell so great, I wish I could smell them. But I'm pretty sure I'd... I'd be missing out if I couldn't see. Like, I wouldn't give a rip if I had a nice smile if I couldn't see anything. <laughs> but I think it'd be kind of funny if I was walking around with no nose. Then I could, like, glue one on, or I could pick a different one each day, get a prosthetic nose. Ooh, <laughs> you could probably have a prosthodontist make it for you, too. Oh, yeah. I could get the little magnets put under my skin, and they could just clip on. Have a nose for every occasion? Yeah. When I was in sixth grade, I dressed up as an old man for Halloween, and I had a fake nose that I glued onto my face. Sounds and I don't know what kind of glue it was, but it really bonded to my skin, and they made me take it off for PE, and it ripped my skin off with it, and I had a big, like, <laughs> uh, red ring all the way around from like the bridge of my nose down to like halfway down between my nose and my lip where it had torn off that outer layer of skin. And then I didn't bring more glue with me. So the rest of the day I didn't have the nose. So my costume was crap. <laughs> I, I think that is the best ending to the podcast we could hope for. <laughs> my costume was crap. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. So I love your faces yep. and let's uh, do this in person sometime. No, that would be wonderful. Okay. All right. I think we can. (laughs) Good night, all. All right. Night, guys. Bye. Well, I was working on my farm about 1982. Pulling up some corn and a little carrot, too. With two low flying aeroplanes about 100 feet high. Dropped a bunch of bales or something and some hidden in the eye. So I cut a bale open and man was I surprised. Bunch of large size baggies, big white rocks inside. So I took a little sample of my crazy brother Joe. He snipped it up and kicked his heels. Said, Horton, that's some blow. Bales of cocaine falling from a flying plane. I don't know 
didn't have a notion if I could sell them there. Thirty minutes later, I was a millionaire. Bales of cocaine falling from the flying plane. I don't know who done dropped them, but I think I'm just safe. Bales of cocaine falling like pouring rain. My life changed completely by the low flying planes. Oh, let's fly, Jimbo. But I'm still a farmer too But I sold my farm in Texas Bought a farm down in Peru And when I get so homesick I think I'm going insane I travel back to Texas In a low-flying plane Bales of cocaine 